0: Broadcasting directly from our studios in sunny Orlando, Florida, you are listening to Faith Unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and on this podcast, we discuss the hard topics around having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. So grab a cup of coffee and join the conversation.
1: Today on Faith Unregulated, we're continuing our discussion with part two of Everyday Armor, For spiritual resilience, we're examining each piece of the armor of God so we can take on the unseen enemy that spreads lies, chaos and fear into our lives. But before we get started with that, if you have been blessed or inspired by our podcast and would like to contribute to our mission of spreading God's word, we invite you to visit our Patreon page. Every bit of support makes a difference, and you could become part of our community with as little as one dollar. Your generous support is truly and deeply appreciated. We thank you for your partnership. Today's scripture is Ephesians 6:12 through17. "For our struggle is not against flesh and blood but against rulers, against the authorities, against the power of this dark world and against spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor, God, so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground. And after you have done everything to stand, stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace. In addition to all this, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. Amen. Now, let's join the conversation where we left off. Now we're talking about the action piece, right. the action piece of, of this armor. Now that you've identified who needs you, the problem, where can that righteousness yeah. shine? See. Where's the darkness where God is calling you to be? And yes, it's going to be hard. The enemy is going to attack you and come against you. But remember, this armor is not just a defensive. It is not for just defensive purposes anymore. If we continue as a church to continue to to treat the armor as defense, we will continue to be pushed back. We will lose the ground. We concede the ground. These are offensive materials.
0: Absolutely, I love what you said about how this is something that it's not the popular thing to do. We have to continue looking for what God is asking us to personally do and who we are to reach. What if God's asking you to reach people that your friends and family and your church were like, "What? What are you talking about?" You know, when this when when we talked about this when we were kind of putting this together, this um this episode it would really struck us big time when we wrote down the words not the popular thing to do because again just to drive drive this home it doesn't just mean the surfaced thought pattern of well yeah we do the right thing because we're christians and we're not of this world and we're not going to do the popular thing like the world but what happens when it's not popular with the church either because God is like, Hey, I want you to go reach someone new or, Hey, I want you to go reach a, a, and if I want you to go reach people in real darkness, that is not for everybody. Let me just, I want to talk about this for a second because nobody talks about this. This is real and it's happening because I have friends that told me about people they know personally. They're, we're talking about different people in ministry. This, this blew my mind. Okay. But, but before I get into those crazy places, let's talk about mission trips. People go on um, mission trips, but what about, and that's one thing, but what about missionaries? What about people raising their kids in other countries? How many Christians are like, I don't know if I would ever do that. We have problems enough raising our kids in this country, blah, 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 blah. That's not the popular thing to do. That's the really uncomfortable thing to do. And it's definitely not for everybody, right? But they're like, God's calling me to that country over there where I have to hide underground and, and, and at risk for getting kicked out of the country, incarcerated, imprisoned, killed, I don't know, whatever they're doing to Christians in these different places, right? It's all different. And it's all it's all horrible. But they're like, I'm going to take my family over there because God's calling me to do it. And he protects that family. But here's the truth is that that is not the only thing that's happening. We're like, oh, take take ourselves into dark places and be the light. Yeah. But what about the darkest places? What about the person that we talked to personally who said, yeah, she had a um, it was either a family member or a, or a family friend who um, she works in the adult film festival industry where um, not in the industry, but she she's a, a minister there. So she goes to these events and ministers to people right where they are at the in, in the adult film festival world. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. How many of us are doing that? Right. How many of us are actually called to that? but she is, and she is bringing people to Christ all the time It's definitely not where I want to be. I don't think God would ever call me to that. I don't think he would call most of us to that. That's extreme. It's not the popular thing, but what do you think her friends and family are saying to her? Right? Right now, maybe after she's got, you know, hundreds of people are led to Christ. They're like, Ooh, applause, applause, great job. But when she first went, you sure. think they were like, "Yeah, go for it," or the people that minister at Coachella? I know people that said they've been doing that. I mean, yeah,
1: yeah, but, okay, but but I want to be clear here too, okay? And this is where we have to be honest with ourselves, mm-hmm. okay? If you're if you struggle, if you're struggling with, um, maybe you come from a life of drugs, maybe you come from a life of drinking. Maybe you had a problem with pornography before you came to Jesus. Right. Okay. But if this is something that maybe you're still struggling with, you're still trying to figure these things out. And if you're not called to this truly, then we're not saying, oh, well, of course you need to step into it. You could speak right to it. Right.
0: Yeah. We're not All saying right?
1: that. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not saying that. We're talking about what really God is calling you to. Yeah. And l- look here in this clip that we gave you, he knew nothing about hippies, right? Right. Right. The only thing he did, it was, he opened his church and made a connection and was willing to discuss God's word. He preach, was willing, right. Yeah. To speak light into it. We're not talking about you going somewhere and and going putting, into a dark place right. with a dim light
0: or putting yourself spiritually at risk. We're not it, talking about exactly
1: that. many times the people that you're talking about, um, it's not just one individual, it's a team.
0: It's a team. People yeah, exactly. are holding
1: you accountable. So you have to, if you, if God is calling you to do these things, you should obviously have some accountability. Right. What, what I'm saying here is don't fool yourself and don't think you're fooling God. Okay. I, I'm not going to go, I'm not encouraging you to go, Hey, I saw this neighbor just moved down the street. I'm going to go preach to him or this woman. I'm not going to go speak to her and preach to her and have some ulterior motives you know what i mean
0: or like for instance hey you know what that that isn't my calling right right, i'm not going to do i'm gonna go floor with the neighbor but that really means preach to her aka yeah and and it doesn't mean go hang out at the bars every saturday night and avoid your family because you're doing bar ministry like that's not we okay but but look what about the people doing prison ministry that are called to that they're around convicts 24 hours a day, you know not 24 hours a day but like all the time you know right. they're ever I was gonna say 24 seven but they're around them all the time in their ministry. We have good friends to do prison ministry. Some
1: of the most powerful preachers I've known ever have been gang members that have they've um, they have committed horrendous crimes. When they were in the world before they came to God and many times they gave their life to Jesus in prison, but once they were out, they, they continued to do the work, God's work. Yep. And they could speak directly into that, but, but there was a process that God had to equip them with and a strength that they had to be given in order to speak back into that world. And, and many times that, that takes some refining, yeah, some true refining. You mean when are
0: talking about the Apostle Paul right now?
1: It, I exactly, mean, really? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> those are pretty right.
0: atrocious crimes. And but then, he, you know, right. this breastplate of righteousness conversation, we could go on and on about because we want to empower and equip you with the truth. Right? We want to help you understand that you might be called to something. And it might be something that God's called you in, in in because, you know, due to the righteousness that he's put on you now in your life now, now that you've completely, you know, recovered from something or gone away from it, or you've been girded up and you have a team and you're like coming back around powerful work for God, right? But maybe the people around you were like, are you sure? And if you are, and God has said it, we're saying, go out there, brother and sister and do the work. Who cares if it's popular or not or what people are telling you to do or not do? I mean, check yourself with the Holy Spirit. Check yourself with who your covering is, you know, maybe your pastoral team or the team you're going with or whatever. But man, don't be afraid to do stuff just because the church is saying one thing here or there or the legalistic people, you know, or the liturgical people, you know, we're like, well, avoid this, avoid that. You know, but don't do this, don't do that. Well, that means now I can't minister there. You dang well better believe I'm ministering in places that everybody's telling me I shouldn't be going if that's where God's asking me to go. If God is calling me there, whether it be for a minute, a day, or a year, it doesn't matter to me what anyone's saying. So I just want to make sure that we understand that the breastplate of righteousness is talking about doing the right thing, doing the righteous thing, whether it's the popular thing to do or not, but how we need to stop camping on it's just the world says not to do stuff. And we're like doing, that it's just it doesn't end there it also makes its way into the church where now we're being self-righteous with each other now we're saying well that's not the right thing to do and we're we're putting limits on each other and limits on god and limits. what he can do because we're yeah. calling out unrighteousness that isn't unrighteousness does that make sense right so th- that's a whole conversation but in, and of course it was today we really camped on that but that was wow, probably we, one of our we biggest really
1: did camp on this right that was one of
0: the biggest I, things so i got to tell you i already knew that was going to happen um but the the next one the next one is uh, just awesome. I really love this part of the armor. the The gospel of the, the feet fitted with the gospel of peace. Um, this is not about standing still and being passive, though. This is this is again, like you said, armor that is on the offense.
1: Mm-hmm. Exactly right. Exactly right. You know, the, like you said, this is this is that action piece. We this is us taking these. Gospels and peace, okay? Mm-hmm. Taking the, our feet and walking <laughs> into dark places. Right, okay? literally builds up the last one. We're not taking the Gospels and uh, peace and putting it up on a footstool. Right. No, we're putting them into action. Mm-hmm. Into what? Into a world that is in panic mode. All right? There are high rates of suicide unfortunately going on today, there are high rates of anxiety and depression so much so that our culture is medicated to try to control it. And when they're not, that we have a, a problem with, um, with our mind, right? There are people out there that are on the street Unfortunately, that have mental issues. That's yeah. Some of it's dr- drug addicts. Well, the source of it is is there are maybe they're drug addicted, but the source is because they're having difficulty dealing with life. Mm-hmm. And with those go- with this gospel, peace, peace, we're called to walk into those dark those dark places. Where there is chaos going on, where the enemy is stirring it up, okay. It, it, I mean, it, it, right now I'm I'm picturing the, the enemy uh, uh, just swirling around mm-hmm. neighborhoods and cities of just fear, yes. panic, anger, all these things, uh, uh, division, division, okay, yes, chaos, and these are the cities towns that we live in and we have to be able to walk into those areas you know today or or yesterday i should say um our pastor talked about it really illustrated this point he was talking about something really different it's it's around christmas time but obviously when we're talking about christmas we're talking about um our lord and savior jesus christ We're going to talk about peace because he brings peace. He He is is
0: peace, peace,
1: right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things he said he had on the stage is the cross. And he showed that he was illustrating how peace, both vertically and horizontally, how it plays out in our lives. And vertically, that peace that he gives us from the cross he gives us that peace with our Father. He connects us with our Father above my heart to his heart. And because of God's peace, I have it within me. But once I have that in, within me, that horizontal peace is that peace with one another. And we need to take these, this gospel of peace fitted ourselves fitted our feet fitted with the peace of god to our friends and neighbors to the loss Mm -hmm. in our city and in the world
0: it's not about having an absence of absence of conflict either this is about walking in the storm walking with the feet fitted with the gospel of peace like we are the ones that should be the thermostat in the room and not I like that. Right. Yes. I mean, yeah. we, we should be not the thermom. What is it? The, the temperature we should be the, the, what controls the temperature of the room. We have the peace, right? We have the peace of God and our feet should be fitted with it. Any situation we walk into any room we walk into should feel that peace because it's, it may be chaos and, and full of, you know, anxiety and, and friction and division. And we should walk in and be able to just. Share that, whether even if we don't share it verbally, but just in our being, in our essence, in our energy, just be at peace. If we are at peace, this is the action part. If we can choose peace and just say, God, you are so good. God, you give me peace. God, I am not going to worry about this situation because I know you are God exactly and people feel that coming off of us that is the light it it just emanates off of us if you've ever been around anybody like that and that's who i want to be that's who i want to be when i walk into these rooms i want to be the feet fitted with the gospel of peace
1: we're just about to talk about the shield of faith
0: yep the shield of faith we're
1: breaking down today all the pieces of the, of the armor yeah the shield right? of
0: faith is like the belt of truth for me it's the same thing the shield of faith and i feel like You know, by the power of Grayskull, I want to like put the shield out and lightning comes off of it, you know, and I'm like shielding off all of the, I'm, you know,
1: I'm sorry. I'm a big nerd. You're really challenging me today. I'm still dealing with this cough, this nasty cough (laughs) and you're making me laugh. It just, it's going to (laughs) hit, I'm going to cough all over everybody.
0: (laughs) Well, you know, the thing is, is we got to have fun with this because it's really deep and heavy like content. And we love talking about these hard things, but the thing is, you guys, that we got to have fun. I mean, come on. We're talking about God's like put on the, the armor of God. Well, and it's like, you know, I it, it's like a lot. You know, we're trying to figure out how to put it on. And where do we put it on? When do we put it on? How does that even apply to our lives today? So my mind immediately goes to things like the shield
1: of faith. This is, this kind of goes back to how we used to do things. Yeah. Where we used to like have a subject matter and we would just go with it on the fly. We kind of did this with Without really any, pr- we kind of had an outline and we just went with it this week, and man, but I would have loved to got that got your opinion on the each of these things yeah. because then I would have recorded the shield, the shield of, of faith. faith. Well, I'll and be then, honest, and it then it would have been be- an echo behind it, you know, <laughs> and we would have played that. Yeah, it didn't that come to me great. till
0: now. I don't know why. I think it's because we're doing it. But
1: next time, next time, we need time. to go over these. Where things are our sound
0: effects at, right. babe? All right, so listen. So the shield of faith. Doubt is a flaming arrow that can take you out. Pew pew pew. Doubt, doubt, doubt. Right? You're. Oh my gosh. This is. We're going off the deep end. Your faith is a shield. Right. You hoist, and it, by the way, it's not a small one. It's like a full body. Well, for me, it would be like a double body shield. Like, it would be like my shield would have to be somebody else's ADB shield. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, this is something we hoist to quench those fiery doubts. Like, you know, when the enemy like shooting arrows at us and we're like, pew, pew. Um, look, the fact that it's even a shield stands out to me. If it's a shield, that should tell us that there is a war, that this is warfare, right. that we will need to defend against these arrows, there is something to be defending. He's like, you gotta have your shield because you're gonna get attacked. This should also tell us that all of those are lies. If if you have to shield anything off, if you have to get your shield, right? And you've gotta come against anything coming at you, then it's coming against you. And if it's coming against you, then it is obviously also coming against God. So these are gonna be lies from the devil. So anything that you're having to get that shield of faith and put out, you know, all of that doubts coming, you got to know that those things coming at you are all not true. Is where I'm going with this. This is all stuff that we can't take on. It's not part of our identity, it's not it's not part of our quote truth we talked about with the belt of truth, right? And and, and you talked about uh being on the offensive with right.
1: it. Right. So so again, we think about a shield protecting us, defense, right? From the lies, from all what the world is doing. But it's also A offensive weapon right you can use it to forcefully push your way back against the lies okay this is where we are calling out those lies and calling into truth Mm -hmm. right we're pushing back we're not standing for it we're not just okay just letting it go by and lord protect me from all the lies and that this is your posture yes you need to you need to pray against all the lies and all the things that are coming at you but i believe god also wants you to use it in taking the ground back yes okay you can walk
0: further forward if you're shielding off those
1: doubts right so what does that mean We're talking about being the light in dark places. Mm -hmm. Those are individuals that are far from God. Maybe they knew God. Maybe they don't know of God. Maybe they've been told about a God that doesn't exist. Maybe they have a misconception of of Jesus Mm -hmm. and salvation based on someone else's lies about based on the enemy's lies and how we take that those lies offensively and push back against them is we start preaching hope and love and push against them and calling out the truth. No, it's, let me show you in scripture where that isn't true. God is love. God is peace. Right. And you do have a rich life ahead of you. You don't have to live your life drug addicted. You don't have to live your life of abuse. Right. You don't have to live your life that generationally your friends and family say that this is how you, what, who you are. God says who you are. He defines your identity. And that is taking the ground back.
0: Absolutely. With the shield of faith. I think, you know, that what you just said is huge. When you when you have the shield of faith, you don't listen to the doubts of the enemy about your identity and you listen to what God says about your identity. Man, that's gonna save you a lifetime of heartache. I will tell you that right now. That is no foundation to live on. The identity that God has put over you, that that he has declared over you, that is rock solid. And so we can stand on that, right? And then everything else is something else. Instead of everything else being something we can't manage. Right. It's we, and we're always worried about our foundation. It's like when you're in a terrible relationship, we've both been there where it's a rocky relationship um, where you're you're constantly worried and navigating your relationship. You can never get past that. You can never get past your foundation and, and, and think, you know, oh, I'm going to build a life on what? Right. But now that we have our foundation in God and with each other right. and it's solid right now. You know, people are all the time like, wow, you guys really do a lot. And I'm like, well, that's because we never worry about our relationship. We never, yeah, we work on our relationship. I'm never worried about it. I'm never worried about our family, you know, like dynamic or anything like that. Like our family is, we know what we're doing. We know what's up. Our foundation is set. Our trajectory is managed. Like we know we're running after Jesus. Well, now we can have the freedom to do that right? Because we know exactly what we're doing. We're not worried about our foundation. We have this armor on and we can start building something above and beyond just our basic need of a solid foundation. So I think that I just, somebody needed to hear that today, I guess. And it wasn't even in my notes, <laughs> mm-hmm. but that's something that I just feel like is a huge. I've lived both lives. Okay. And it's a huge, it's night and day. It's a huge difference. Um, so, One of the things that we were talking about just a minute ago, you were saying with the shield of faith, like those those fiery arrows are doubts, right? So doubts live where they live in the mind, which takes us directly to the next thing, which is the helmet of salvation. Exactly. So the thoughts your thoughts can be like a battlefield right these are things that we are um the pastor was talking about this yesterday uh, also we were he was talking about um the fear of rejection the fear of imposter being a poster like um imposter That's, syndrome yeah. the fear of a death even the fear of failure like fear of not being enough all of these things man it's like you know we need to take what fearless action we say in the beginning mm-hmm. of our episode these are all things that can really uh, come against Um, our ability to walk in God's love and his grace and his mercy and his truth and in the thing in his calling on our life it it can really come against that and so we put the helmet of salvation on why is it called the helmet of salvation uh really to begin with it's because it's the knowledge that you're saved it is like your identity it's the knowledge that you're saved you're redeemed and called
1: yeah exactly you know earlier um I was talking about how the our culture today, the enemy is blurring the lines mm-hmm. between everything. And it's no wonder why our, our culture is so divided. We're so caught up in mental health and it's really a degrading of mental health that yeah. we're witnessing. And the helmet of salvation is that metal armor that helps protect us from those things that want to distract us. It, when we are putting on the helmet of salvation, I'm really seeing that, that it helps us to see with clear eyes mm-hmm. through the eyes of Jesus and how he sees the world and how he sees people and how he sees you. Okay. The, the world wants to, the world wants to put on you on us, their identity. Yes. They want to say, well, you're in this class. You're you need to go over here and you need to go over here causing division. And by the way, you guys are mortal enemies by the way. And, um, what you think you are, who you say you are is not really the truth. Again, truth, mm-hmm. blurring the lines, watering down truth. The helmet is salvation helps us to see that truth, to live in that truth, mm-hmm. and to protect us from those lies, from the chaos that the enemy tries to throw us into. Yeah.
0: Something right? I just got, um, I want to say this because I feel like well, I feel like I'm being told to say it, but this is so interesting to me because I, I didn't think this up, guys. I think the Holy Spirit's really leading me to this. But you talk about division, where what what we think that is is our identity, right? The the divisiveness of what what God says who's, who God says we are, the division the divisiveness of things like politics, right? That's the obvious thing. Like, oh, well, I'm I'm divided from these people because we think differently politically or, you know, maybe we think differently. I mean, gosh, you can even be like, oh, we're all over each other about football teams and stuff like that. Oh, you know, that's divisive, you know. But, you know, what about. You didn't
1: say you're going to bring up football. (laughs) Hold on.
0: Yes. But I'm just saying how kind of silly we are. But how about the serious stuff? How about when we get divisive about the denomination of church we belong to? Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, the enemy is like, you know. That person is Baptist and you're, you know, assemblies of God or that person is, you know, Methodist and you're Presbyterian or bubble. Blah, blah. Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, it, that that really is hitting getting down to the heart of it. And we, we're getting divisive even in not coming together as the church of Christ in any given city where the churches compete and they're not getting they're not coming together we talked about this before in a different episode but it's really been pointed out to me that there's divisiveness going on that way i think bigger and more powerfully than even things like politically
1: well yeah i mean speaking of that i mean you could you could have the same divisiveness within the same the same assembly the same church
0: absolutely be,
1: you know you can be maybe you're one of those maybe you've been serving God for quite a while, right? And it's been decades and you've diligently been serving in your church and you have, uh, you know, you've supported the church. You're, you're there in prayer group. You're there in Bible study. All right. But it's easy to be divisive against maybe the new people that are coming through the doors maybe someone that is newly saved and mm-hmm. man they they're so excited on fire for god i mean you've been around them those yep. those new christians that are just so fired up and they can't help but to show gratitude and tell everybody in the world about what god did for them and they're bringing people they're friends. They're bringing their family in the church and everything else. But something in you is kind of ruffles your feathers because, oh, I didn't know we're going to have those types of people. in. The it's church.
0: just like we were talking about that Jesus Revelation right? movie. We, we just, didn't
1: know. I didn't yeah. know. And then maybe maybe they start to rapidly get some attention to the pastor. Heck, I've been serving in this church for 10, 15 years, and the pastor doesn't even know my name, yet they know this person's name. Right. Right. And it's easy for us to kind of get riled up and think about ourselves rather than think about what, get excited about what God is doing. You
0: just said something important, though. The whole reason this even happens is the what? The idol of self. Mm -hmm. The only reason that happens, the only reason, by the way, that we are divisive at all about anything that has anything to do with our identity let's just call it what it is, is the idol of self, the God of self. That is the only reason that we get riled up about anything that's identity-based, division-based. There's no reason for us to be divided on anything other than the God of self. Now, I'm not talking about discernment and, you know, Christians and being not part of this world. And I'm not talking about us being divided from people who aren't going to heaven. (laughs) I'm sorry, I'm not talking about like, that i'm talking about where so don't get it twisted i'm talking about where we're living in our community of people that we love and all of a sudden there's bitterness and like divisiveness and that only happens because the god of self the idol of self just rears its ugly head and all of a sudden we're like well what about me and what about how you know what i stand for and what you know and it's kind of like who cares okay are we all on the same page doing this for the same reasons right do we love each other are right. we standing in, you know, forgiveness,
1: right? So if we find ourselves there again, checking ourselves, yeah. we have to check our character, right? We have to check ourselves with God, making sure that we're in alignment with him. And if look, you have to be honest with yourself. Are you feeling that that way against your brother and sister in Christ?
0: And let's, let's be real for a second. Before I I know I interrupted you, but let me just put this in here because I just feel like the spirit was telling me to say it. I'm guilty of this recently. Okay, I'm just saying, like, this isn't me preaching at you. This is me being preached We're to you. I'll
1: trying to figure this out.
0: Right. So I have had to be checked with just me being subject to things like the root of bitterness. We think the root of bitterness starts out by us being like, oh, I hate that person. I'm never talking to them again. They are cast out of my life. Like that is not where root of bitterness begins. It is not like that. Okay. It can end there if that's where we let it go, but it doesn't, it begins with, you know, that person kind of disrespected you a little bit. That person kind of rubs you the wrong way, right?
1: And who does that sound like? Right. Right. Those little whispers in your ear.
0: Why do we feel like we need to be respected? I mean, I'm just saying, like, is it from a biblical point of view? Mm -hmm. Most people are like, well, I mean, I should I deserve respect. Yes. But when we're demanding that we get we get respected every second of every day from every broken, normal, uh, imperfect human being on all of the days, even there are bad ones. I mean, we're really expecting a lot. I'm going to be honest. Like there are days where I'm sure that people felt disrespected by me. Literally I had no idea. I just, because I was having a terrible day and I was just trying to get through it and I wasn't trying to be that way. Or I didn't even realize, I mean, I didn't even brush them off. I didn't think but they felt like, you know, whatever, like there's stuff that happens. We have to get out of that, that, that God of self.
1: Absolutely. And so again, the lines get blurred very easily. It's, 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 it can be very easy to fall into the trap yeah if we aren't putting the full armor of god on excuse me and we this is a daily thing daily this yeah. is a yearly thing i don't care if you've been serving god for decades maybe your whole life or you are a newly born again christian you need to be putting on the full armor of God and putting on that helmet of salvation so you can see and be protected against the lies of the enemy. Amen. Okay, so let's move on
0: Yep. to, to the last, last one. piece yep.
1: of the armor of God.
0: The sword of the spirit, you guys. I know we've talked about the rest of the armor being our offense, but this is truly like the primary offense we have. This is the word of God. You know, everyone asks, like, what's the will of God? It's the word. If you want to know what God's will is, he wrote it in a book. He wrote it in 66, or no, 66 is, see see how not perfect I am at this? 66 is like one of the Testaments. Are you okay? <laughs> Keep going. There you go. Um, anyway, he wrote it in a book for us, right? That's his will. And so it's not just a dusty book on your shelf. It is the living word of God from his very mouth, right? It's an active weapon that cuts through the noise and the chaos. And so while you're doing this, like putting the helmet of salvation on and you're coming against those doubts and you're putting your shield up and everything, the sword is you cutting through the noise. It's you literally being like, no, this is the truth. No, God says this. No, this is what God said about me. This is what God said about you. This is what God said about the situation. This is what God said about that thing and how we're supposed to live our life. And it's the truth. You're proclaiming the truth and you're slicing through the things of the the enemy that he's trying to throw at us. And you're saying, no, it's like fruit ninja. (laughs) (laughs) I see in my head, as I'm doing this in the air, if you're not on our video podcast, you can't see me doing it. But I'm like slice, I'm just realizing like, it's like, you know, I'm cutting those pineapple doubts all to pieces, you know?
1: That's funny. You know, the thing is, is it reminds, actually reminds me of what I said, uh, uh, I think a few weeks ago about revelation that God gave me. The Holy Spirit gave me this revelation about this very thing, about the sword and the sword of the spirit. Um, And it being that two-edged sword cutting down to the marrow, it cuts like I like butter. I I, picture it cutting like butter Mm -hmm. between flesh and marrow, bone, yeah, and muscle getting down to the tenon. I mean I I, it may be kind of gross there, but but that's how that's illustrating how sharp and very quickly this sword is and why it's not a dull sword.
0: Yeah. It It gets deep
1: into our thoughts even. The things that we are telling ourselves. A few weeks ago, I I talked about this revelation where we had talked about with the RES, um, where where those are uh, neurons in our mind that create habit or create conclusion to the next thing. So a certain thing happens and you, there's a connection to Another thought pattern that well if this happens then this happens or if this happens I say this if this if I say this I do this right um that leads to maybe some of the habits we fall into maybe even some of the things we say to one another the the um the leads in maybe to addictions it it goes back to the things that we say to ourselves maybe that we people um, said to us in childhood, and we created these strong neurological connections right. to certain things. So we have these certain triggers in life and it triggers something of doubt, of shame, of pride, of anger. Okay, the, this two-edged sword, this sword of the spirit cuts right to that. Cuts right through that. At the same time, if we do that, at the same time, God creates a new correct a, a connection. Yeah. It starts building these new neurological connections of who He says we are. This is how we have that renewed mind. But it, it's an action piece. We have to put it into action. We have to number one we have to believe faith Mm -hmm. that God can deliver me from this habit. God could deliver me from this addiction. God could deliver me from the the generational things that people have said to me of who I am. God could change that Mm -hmm. in me, believe. And now once you believe, then identify those areas in your life Where that is true, where are those lies? And then put it into action. Take this spirit, the sword of the spirit, and cut those lies out, cut those patterns out of your life. And God will direct you and show you who you are in Him. But you have to put the sword, you have to take it out of its sleeve, okay? And you have to charge forward not in retreat, forward with it.
0: Right, exactly. I love that you said the word retreat because I think as Christians, a lot of the time we feel like we need to retreat. Um, maybe we need to be, we, we confuse the spirit of peace for passiveness, right? Mm-hmm. And we're like, well, we don't really want to th- get involved in what the world is doing. And we don't really want to, there's a lot of ways you can get involved in what the world is doing without being a part of the world and instead, you're the light. This can get very aggressive. I'm sorry, but angels are not just like in the air all wee, like Cupid or something. They're freaking warriors, you guys. These angels are like you know they can be really aggressive looking because they're warriors i'm not saying they're scary i mean if i was against them they would be (laughs) if i was on the other side of one of those angels i mean you know when they're talking about the these these warrior angels standing guard i mean they're strong they're they're mighty okay they and 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 if this wasn't like warfare that was needed a a strong fight do you think they would need to be Mm -hmm.
1: there
0: there this is there's a reason for every part of this Right. This is this is warfare. But I don't want all, us to get like I don't want us today in either of these um you know any of these these parts of the armor to get kind of get twisted with the idea that this is a war
1: where it is scary.
0: Right? Where it is something that we have to be afraid of.
1: Well, it, well exactly right. Actually the sort of the spirit when you're you're and you were talking about, when, we were talk, when you mentioned peace and being it passive,
0: mm-hmm.
1: actually, when we, when we speak of peace, we have to, with the sword, uh, what I just said, with the sword is the spirit. Mm-hmm. We have to take back peace in our lives.
0: Right, we have the to take The yes. world
1: wants to rob us of our peace. The world is saying is turning everything upside down. What was what was right is now wrong right. and what is wrong is now right. Yes. Okay. We have to take back the truth. We have to use the sword
0: and take back put, the ground.
1: To take back the ground. You know,
0: something that um with that though, this is this is really important. We have to do that. But remember, I don't want I don't want any of this to be confusing or you're like, "But wait a minute, what does that mean?" This is not in our own strength. Oh, no! all this is. And I just want to I want to tie all these these together. I want to tie all these together when we're talking about fighting and, you know, making a decision Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. being in action and rah, rah, rah. Like I'm kind of a warrior type and so is Javi. And so we kind of get very like hyped up about this. But I want to make sure this is really clear. All we mean by these things is knowing where you stand, standing firm and standing in agreement with what God is going to do. Exactly. That is a very powerful place to stand. You already stand in authority. You already stand in victory with Jesus. Yep. But you have to stand in agreement Amen. with his truth. Which Amen. is this armor of God. Yep. So if you're standing in agreement, then your decision decisions, right, that you do you know, like have to make and your the thoughts that you that you take captive and the the you know the identity that you put on yourself that is the identity from Christ, you know, and like the shield of faith, and you're you're coming against the, the fiery arrows, and okay, I've got the belt of truth on. I agree with the truth, okay, and I'm I'm walking in righteousness. All these things will come from that place of God. I stand in agreement with you. I stand in agreement with your truth, with your word, and with what you've spoken over me, and that's how I identify.
1: This is all about Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's all about his sacrifice, without it's all about his life, his sacrifice, his example. Without him, we wouldn't have this. We couldn't even operate in this way we wouldn't have this connection right okay it's because of him we have the helper right we have the holy spirit living within us that we can take up arms we can take up the armor of god right without being in alignment with him without our belief without our faith We wouldn't have these things available.
0: God, think of it this way. God didn't send us the Bible as an instruction manual that he left with us when he went off and went away and went, well, this is what I want you guys to do. Good luck. This is what I need you to do. Go do it by yourself or even with each other. He said, hey, this is how I feel about everything. This is what's good and what's right. And I want to know if you agree with it. And if you agree with it, then let's do it together. And let's bring others with us. Yeah. That's where we need to stand. It is not to go off and do this, to try to do this in your own will and your own strength. Um, I just want to make sure that's clear. We we run very passionately towards Christ. And that means that we have in us um, a lot of will to do these things. And we, Javi and I, when I say we, <laughs> I mean we, have to be reminded daily <laughs> That it's God doing it. <laughs> and right. then, even though we're very passionate and very much in agreement and very excited, we're like two children. We're so excited about what God wants to do in our lives. But we tend to get very caught up in, oh, well, we've got to do these things. You know, and God's like, whoo, hold on, screech the brakes. Yes, you're going to do some stuff, but I'm going to do it. Right. You don't have to take it all on. (laughs) And so just, just know that that same truth applies to you. You don't have to take all that on. You could just start with one of these, by the way, and say, God, how do I put on the belt of truth? So Lord, we come before you in gratitude for your unwavering strength and mighty power that shields us in our daily battles. We recognize the spiritual warfare that rages around us, seeking to ensnare us, Your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path, equipping us with the full armor of God. As we put on your armor, God, guide us in truth and in righteousness, your righteousness. Help us to stand firm against the trials and temptations of this world, relying on your power and not our own. May your peace fill our hearts as we move forward in faith, especially in this season of the birth of your son. In his precious name, we pray. Amen.
1: Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to subscribe to Faith Unregulated wherever you listen to your favorite podcast so you don't miss a single episode where we discuss having bold faith, building strong character, and taking fearless action. Also, be sure to check out our community at patreon.com backslash faithunregulated where you can join the conversation and access premium content. Again, that is Patreon. P A T R E O N dot com backslash faith unregulated. We are your hosts, Javi and Jessica Madrigal, and see you next time. God bless.